listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way every day goes. Every time we've no control. If the sky is pink and white. Welcome to a One Take Podcast, episode 165. It is our annual tradition of overreacting to the Oscars. Our 2024 Oscar nominations podcast is out. And if you're coming to this feed on Apollo HOU looking for football takes, football is dead. And... uh, it's not happening anymore. It, it's <laughs> not real. It's by, it's baseball season. I guess, or basketball season, I guess. They don't care about basketball until May. So, you know, it's whatever. Rock Party is in the Super Bowl. So that definitely means that football is dead. Football's <laughs> dead. Mean, what other sign could you have that football is dead? A Matt Campbell disciple is in the Super Bowl. That doesn't even make fun. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. No Iowa State person has ever done anything noteworthy. And now Brock Party is in the Super Bowl. This is insane. Somewhere Seneca Wallace is seething. (laughs) Uh, I was supposed to be the chosen one. Anyway, we are talking about the 2024 Oscar nominations. This is the only podcast that brings you that news as soon as it happens, right? Like as soon as we're reacting to it in real time. Yeah, the Oscar nominations are brand new. There's been no discourse whatsoever. (laughs) Um, I'm glad y'all are here getting all these fresh outtakes for the very first time. Um. Guys, I what happened? What happened to the game that we love? <laughs> you know, because discourse used to be fun. Uh, well, not always, but sometimes. Sometimes and, Oscars discourse used to be fun, and now everyone's involved, and I don't like it. Right, I, I miss when it was discourse about movies nobody had seen except us. Yeah, except <laughs> the three people on this podcast and Mo. <laughs> Uh, who we'll have on for the Oscars pod actually in in March, but the the discord Hillary Clinton was fucking involved in the discourse, which you, we jumped the shark. It's bad now. Movies are bad. <laughs> it's bad. I know Dex should be popular ever again. I know Dex has been tweeting this, but it's so true. People who have seen six, four, two movies uh, this year are like happily weighing in on who should be nominated and who should not be nominated for stuff. And I'm not going to say that I'm some type of expert or anyone is some type of expert, but if y'all haven't actually been watching the movies, not just the movies that were nominated, but just like movies in general, like how can you really, like everybody just logs on is like, oh, I can't believe Barbie didn't win. It's like, how many movies did you see this year? Oh, you saw three movies this year? How can you? How do you know who should be nominated for anything? And you saw two of them on the same day, right? <laughs> you made a day of it. You got childcare, and you went and saw it. But the, my whole thing is like, I don't want to gatekeep, but it is the tweet is like, man, this is really reminding me of the Lego Movie. Says the man who's only seen the Lego Movie. <laughs> like, or what is it? I'm getting, I'm getting. Really big, big boss stomp- baby. boss baby vibes from this movie. Man, who has only seen Boss Baby. Um, I am in Barbie Hive, and I was exhausted by the dialogue. Exhausted by the dialogue surrounding Barbie, and I am in the Hive, and I was still. Yeah, excited. we all are. Dex had it in his top five. I think it was in both of our honorable mentions. Teach, mm-hmm. um, but all of a sudden, it like it went from 
let's just break it down here just to get it out of the way because this is the biggest controversy, quote unquote. Greta Gerwig was not nominated for director. The big one, Margot Ro- uh, Robbie, who had been sort of just in that pack of actresses that was going to be nominated, that that five that we've kind of known, including Lily Gladstone, who looks like the clear in a way winner now. But she was always around in that group of, of actresses. It's yep. the actors and actresses have kind of all been the same last second. Um, Anatomy of a fall gets a big push. Sandra Hewler, uh, I believe is how you pronounce her name gets the nomination over presumably what would have been Margot Robbie. Um, and then we need to be mad at Nyad. No one's right. No one on this no podcast has seen Nyad. That means no one has seen it and it's on Netflix and no one has still not seen Nyad. So let's just be angry at Nyad, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the other thing too. Is that is that we got some legacy nominations for Nyad in there as well, as well, and Annette Benning, always the bridesmaid, God love her, <laughs> is it got a got a legacy nomination for Nyad. She had to swim a lot, apparently. I really but, like uh, Annette Benning, but nobody has seen this film. It's been on the front page of Netflix. Nyad has been on, the, and I still haven't clicked it. It's in my list. And I've I don't been even like, know anyone who I, has clicked it. I'd rather I watch the crown. You know, I it's just the think two popes. Yeah, it is the new two popes. It's not a real movie. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that that this actually came out or that Netflix put money behind it. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> um, I just so Sandra Hewler gets nominated as well as Annette Bening. So somewhere in there, Margot Robbie gets knocked out. Well, the discourse becomes like, oh, we don't support women well that isn't quite true because she wasn't knocked out by a man in that it's category an award for all women <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then the ire got turned on ryan gosling who then put out a statement basically like no 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 wait <laughs> like you should say he was nominated by the way yeah. he he is nominated for best supporting actor so literally right, people i'm were saying like, did you miss the yes. point of barbie by nominating a man and not nominating a woman, but another woman was literally nominated for Barbie. And then the, the ire, categories. Then the ire got turned on poor America Ferreira, who hasn't, who's kind of been shut out of all of these awards. I think she may have gotten a bump at the Critics' Choice Awards or something like that. But she had been kind of knocked out of this. She wasn't in the Golden Globe conversation. I'm not sure she's in the SAG conversation either, but she gets an Oscar nomination. I was and, shocked when I saw her name pop up when I was, right. I was watching this live. At like five AM, like a madman, I was I was floored. I I could not believe yeah. that she got that nomination. I think live watching it, I texted the group chat. Oh, if America Ferrera got nominated, that means everybody from Barbie is getting nominated because like right. this came out of no too. fucking where. Right. <laughs> they must have loved this movie. They must have loved everything about it. Everyone's getting an award. Like this is the everything everywhere all at once of twenty twenty four. Yeah, the hey, feel good corporation story. Um, they fucking love this movie. So clearly Margot Robbie's going to get nominated and then they didn't call her name. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> I beg your pardon. Right. And so the ire got turned on her. Well, then the ire became, she was bad and this movie is actually bad and you are dumb and wrong for liking it. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, ah, man, ah, man. So I don't know where to, where to go. I think it is weird that the, that we don't actually know how to award comedies anymore or actually never did. And that we one don't know how to especially award women in comedies. And we don't know also how to 
um, parse things out when it makes money in Hollywood. Somewhere down the line, they have not figured out, oh shit, this was popular. Mm, but was it good? You know, I, they don't know how to necessarily parse that out. And we thought we had had it fixed last year when everything everywhere all at once won because it was popular and was good. And they kind of saw that. But it used to be so good. We were really that was that was such a time. That was such a great time. Oh, uh, now I just, we're back in the toxicity of the of the Oscar season. Welcome. Yeah, I just do think it's weird that like the the front look, she all things considered, she made a billion dollars and she got nominated for an Oscar because she was the producer of Barbie. Yep. But it is weird that Margot Robbie didn't get nominated as the yeah. face of the movie that. that got eight nominations. I that is that. weird. That's more weird to me than Greta Gerwig not make not getting the best director. Yeah, Greta nomination. Gerwig I not agree. getting a nomination is was fine with me. Like I don't, I wouldn't even consider that a snub. Really, like it's it's five movies. Okay, cool. But Margot Robbie's performance as Barbie is like one of the things we'll remember about 2023 in terms of movies. Like she is one of the defining characters of the year and probably of like the decade eventually when we look back at it. So it's weird that she didn't get nominated and presumably two movies that like seven people have seen combined across the two movies got nominations. Um, Sight unseen on Niad and anatomy of a fall hand up. That's on me. I haven't seen those movies yet. Maybe I will watch them. And both of those performances will be just unquestionably better than Margot Robbie. And there's nothing you can do about it, but Sight unseen right now. It feels a little weird that Marco Robbie wasn't in the five. Well, yeah. If you, if you click my ad, you're going to get a WWE Raw in 2025 ad. You're not even going to get a real movie. It's <laughs> just going to be WWE. Like that movie does not exist. So I, it, it's not a thing. It just takes you back to the flash screen over and over and over again. It's just like. Uh, Would you like to watch Love is Blind? Yeah. Is that what you meant? <laughs> Love on the Spectrum season eight is out now. And you're just like, oh, okay. I have a hot take. I, I, I am not, I am noted not in the Greta Gerwig hive. I do appreciate Barbie and I do think she's great. And there is a five directors that could be nominated there that I would say she was not snubbed. But I do think that given the five that are there, I could have put her above uh, one or more of those directors. But we'll, we'll do that when we go one by one. But yeah, you have I was, some takes you got to get off. We haven't been yes. on, on, Wax in a while. I, I do, but I but I do agree with y'all that I I was a lot less surprised about Greta Gerwig not getting that nomination. That was about uh, Robbie, who I just assumed was there and assumed was going to be the winner or the number two vote getter uh, in that category. So I find that to be a bit fascinating. Yeah. To get also, I gotta say, like I as much as I want Margot Robbie to be nominated, I hate that that position has been tainted by a bunch of weirdos and losers. Who's like just you make you look like a fucking dork for being on their side in the discourse. It's right. Like, I don't I wanna be out here going to bat with Hillary Clinton on my side <laughs> about this. What was the what was the tweet that I saw you that was I said it was unironically the funniest tweet that I think I've seen. <laughs> uh, like, hold on, let me let me see if I can Okay. <laughs> this guy got ratioed bad, but Maybe this is an over. This is from Ryan uh, Brian Behar, I believe, on Twitter. Maybe this is an oversimplification, but Ryan Gosling being nominated, but Mar- not Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, perfectly explains to me 
while we are in the eighth year of Hillary Clinton Clinton's presidency. Oh my god! See what I'm saying? I don't That's literally on one of the side. worst tweets I've ever seen. Unintentionally, wanna... unintentionally hilarious. It's the funniest tweet that I've ever seen. I want to look around and see like who's on my side in this fight and be like, oh, it's the guy who compared this to Hillary Clinton losing in 2016. What? No. Uh, it, and. <laughs> It was like, it's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg tweet. You know what I mean? Like my, my three-year-old, my three-year-old looked at me and said like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is her hero or something like that. Like, stop. What are we doing? I did a, th- a thousand quote tweets on this thing. 1.9, 1.9. Good God. He deserved that pack. He was, that was the yeah, he earned it. tweet. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so but the for the for you tab, I, w- I wanted to mention that this. I don't know how the for you tab works for y'all. I like like one movie take or tweet. It is now that entire day on the for you page on Twitter is just that subject of movie tweets, not movie tweets in general, just that subject of movie <laughs> tweets. I'm not going to so disclose like, on this podcast what happens on my for you page. Yeah, so, don't. <laughs> I think we'll be okay, but it, it is just like take after take. So I was getting spoon fed the best and worst takes all day. And it was like, it just was people that were like, you know, I didn't think Barbie should be nominated, but oh my God, I cannot get over the, the like liberalness of all of this. (laughs) Like (laughs) not to be like, not to be like libtards fuck this movie up, but I'm just saying like <laughs> not to be that guy on this podcast, but I'm just saying like it is it is hard, like Dex said, to be on that side, to be like to be like actually this is a misogyny thing. Nah, it's ranked choice voting, you know. Saying saying misogyny was the reason that a woman did not get nominated for an award in which only women were even ap- applicable is the most hilarious thing ever. I'm it's sorry. incredible. Incredible discourse. And I want more of it, to be completely honest with you. I want to go down the rabbit hole further, actually. Let's take this to its foregone conclusion. Yeah, and uh, everyone's just started hating women because of Barbie once they got to the lead actress spot, not the supporting. Right. <laughs> Nobody hated women until they got to the lead actress spot <laughs> in the director spot. Before that, women were cool. <laughs> Should we just say though, too, Greta Gerwig also nominated uh, for a best adapted screenplay. Like, True. you know, I'm leaving here with some. She's, she's fine. Here with some. She is fine. <laughs> and again, don't forget about the billion dollars. I mean, that's a pretty important part of this. She literally she made all the money in the world as she should have because Barbie made all the money in the world. So she's fine. Uh okay, let's see here. Also, Let- we just gotta just gotta say, almost nobody knows what they're talking about when they call acting good or bad. We're all just lying. Like if if someone is like, "This is terrible acting" or "This is incredible acting," we're making it up. We don't fucking know. Like we're just all out here vibing. No, I how, know. How did it make should, me feel? I know, and you should follow my opinion on what's good. And bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are the we are the virtue signalers here on what is good and bad for acting because we we we've studied this in depth. Uh, best picture. So this, I mean, obviously, if you follow 
Oscar voting. There is no like first or last, but the, it, uh, as far as this goes, American fiction, anatomy of a fall, Barbie, the holdovers, killers of the flower moon, which ooh, might be another Irishman for Scorsese. If we just got to look, go down the line. Well, no, they'll win one actually. Yeah. Maestro Oppenheimer past lives, poor things and the zone of interest. Is there anything missing in here or what are your takes on, on this? I won. Past Lives is in. I won. And not only did I not win in that regard, I, not only did I win in that regard, May, December, not listed. I win Damn. again. I, I love it. We love to see it. That <laughs> will be actually the thing that we kind of remember. May, December, huge loser, actually. Big did not cook. Did not cook. They got so, one nomination. I don't even remember what it was. They got uh, less nominations than the creator. Screenplay the creator, has two <laughs> That's insane. That's wild. <laughs> uh, that's actually crazy. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, I think I got a screenplay nomination. So Dex, your theater camp uh, didn't get um, didn't get a nomination. That's okay. Justice for theater that's camp. Cool. We don't not, need that. Let's not even for best song, you know. Streets remember. <laughs> not even I for have, best song campus home i do i do have a movie that should not be here and i this is a good a time as any to get some bars go off. ahead get your bars off i think i'm You're the, the only one, one that's seen it yeah yeah. i think i'm the only one on this podcast that's seen this film and and i will say that i really love this slate of big picture movies generally all of those there are nine of those movies that i've seen and really like to differing levels but really like all nine of those movies but i just have to say the zone of interest is not real cinema, guys. It's just not. <laughs> it, 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 it was, you were the it, only think, person with this take, by the way. I think Everyone got, loves no, this not, movie. I went to go see it with Mo. She she fell asleep on it. She wow. hated it. Damn. <laughs> we hated it. We hated it. I just, it's the it's like the point that it's trying to make is made really well in the first 10 minutes of the movie. But then you got two and a half more hours of the <laughs> same movie. It, there's quite literally no plot of this film. Nothing really happens. There isn't really any character development. Uh, it's just like a movie about these people who live in this house and go through this ordinary white suburban life. They just happen to live next door to Auschwitz. Like they just, it's just like, whoa, that's just theirs. Like some people live next to playgrounds. Some people live next to concentration camps. And that is kind of the plot of this film. <laughs> that is literally what this film is. You know, as one does, you know. As one yeah, does. Yeah. Like, you know, you live different right next door to folks. Auschwitz. And I will give it a little bit of credit. One, the violence that's happening in this film, which is obviously plentiful, is never shown on the screen because you kind of focus on the family and not really on, like, the concentration camp next door. Uh, and also the sound editing, because of the, all this crazy shit that's happening, the way that the sound is edited to hear the family dialogue and, and, and be in that part of the family, but also hear the horrific horrific nightmare fuel audio that's happening on the other side of the fence the way that they do it is just really cool and so that is the one nomination that they got that i was like that belongs there it definitely belongs in the audio category for sound mixing for sure the sound mixing is phenomenal on the movie but nothing else on this movie really worked for me i see why people like it but also i like being in the theater everyone was just crying i wasn't really crying because i wasn't really moved by it I know why some people be moved by it. It's obviously a very sensitive topic, but I don't think the movie itself is particularly well done or good. So I, I would 
I don't even know what I would replace it with in terms of something that actually had a chance. There are tons of movies that came out this year that I liked more, but I know that me liking a movie does not mean there should be an Oscar movie. I wish everybody yeah. else on the internet realized this. Like John Wick 4 is not an Oscar movie, and I love it, and it's perfect, but I didn't. I wouldn't say it should be nominated for Best Picture. However, there are movies that I was much more moved by that I thought were like real Oscar bait that could have had a chance this year. But as long as May, December didn't make it, I feel like I won. So the zone of interest, while that is my ops and I don't want them to win anything except for sound editing, um, I wasn't overall that mad that it was put there. I just I knew it was going to be there anyway. I, I had seen that it, Vegas pretty much had it always, always within the top 10. So I knew it would be there, but I just I did not love it. I, I didn't really re- resonate with me. It feels like it got the A24 push more than Past Lives did. It's still insane that Past Lives movie. made it. Past Lives came out so long ago that f- the fact that they, even, they were even able to keep that momentum was impressive because, the pa- I mean, Past Lives is great, but movies that come out that early typically don't run. They just don't have any momentum, and I'm glad that Celine Song was able to get that uh, nomination. That was pretty, pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, usually movies that last that long are like everything every all at once where people watch and they're like, this is fucking delightful. I yeah. want to talk about it every day. Past lives, anyone you know who's seen it is like, that was fucked up, dog. Like, I, <laughs> that, that shit hurts. Like, <laughs> that shit hurted. Um, I just, no, well, it's also a different movie than Everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once was a spectacle and that couldn't stop people from talking about it. Dex, you are right. But they also, it came out and then were hurt by the actor's strike too mm-hmm. and writer's strike. That's true. So That's neither, true. like, neither, because she wrote the movie too, neither of the actors nor Celine Song could go and talk about their movie. So, mm-hmm. like, Greta Lee, I think, kind of got hurt by that a little bit. Yeah. She me also, too. like, we, we haven't mentioned her name in the best actress category as well either. It's been the Margot Robbie discourse. Kind of justice for Greta Lee, too, because we're just kind of like, that was definitely a top performance of the year for me, personally. So, Tough feels year, like but, a, yeah. but that was up there for sure in whatever conversation you want to have. Yeah, this year was, was stacked, by the way. Yeah, it was. For actress, yeah. Best actress. Like, you have even, like, your Fantasias or even, like, Tiana Taylor or, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a ton of people you could... Natalie Portman could have been in that conversation. Right. Like it's, it was a stacked uh, year. Um, so I wanted to bring this value as we look at the best picture nominees and somebody tweeted this and it went semi-viral. Um, at least it did on my feed and it's a really good thread. And I want to see what y'all think of this. It said mistakes to learn from the Oscars mid December. The mid December embargo is too late. And I think that's starting to be true. Like, I think not allowing your movies to come out in theaters earlier now, because it used to be things got released in Christmas or on Christmas, and it was a smash hit, and everybody talked about it, and it was in the front of everybody's minds. Now, something like The Color Purple, which got an Oscar nomination, or a couple Oscar nominations. No, I think just one. Wait, no, they, they got costume too, so two. They got they costume didn't get a, and then they got Daniel Brooks. Did they not get a song either? No, because so. like so. 
because not original yeah, songs, are they? Barbie got oh, two songs, not. so they didn't get a song. But also, Peaches wasn't nominated for best song, which is a fucking travesty. But like, absolute travesty. Yeah, I, I sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, so I think the mid December embargo embargo thing is also true. Like, I didn't see American Fiction, which wasn't necessarily hurt. It got five Oscar nominations, but I didn't see American Fiction until this week. I saw so, honestly, right? So that and some of these things that aren't going to win, but were still nominated, like aren't wide releases still in, especially in, in like I always say, middle America, no public access to your film until late January is BS is what they say, which I, and American fiction is real goddamn cinema. We yeah. haven't talked about it at, at all on this podcast yet, but anyone listening to this, you should go see American fiction. It's phenomenal. It did get five nominations. It deserved those five nominations. And it's really going, it really has legs to compete for best picture. There is a world in which American fiction could be your best picture. Yeah. yeah. So. I will say, Roy, in some of these things you've read off so far, this feels like personal cope from that person. Like, because <laughs> clearly American fiction beat all the allegations. Zone of interest is beating the allegations. Like, this all still can be done. Your movie just has to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you Yeah, can, but like you if are, you're a mid-tier content, like if you're the Iron Claw, you got to come out early, dog. Like you can't Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't come out here with some mid, you know. Well, that's no, what no, I'm saying. Some, Iron Claw. Something like Iron Claw and also a movie that was the best reviewed movie of the year, which I thought would get at least one nomination, All of Us Strangers, it still isn't out yet. It was like the best it was like the best reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And Andrew Scott was in all the conversations. And then he didn't get nominated because nobody's seen it. And so Iron Claw, too, where everybody's like, wow, a career defining performance from uh, Zach Efron. Like, he could he be in the that had Iron Claw has to come out in June. Like those types of movies be better. <laughs> I disagree. I think like like, yeah, a mid tier contender. Yes. But um so yeah, they they went on to say if you can give your films equal campaign muscle, do not take them uh, from companies that may do right by them by playing favorites. So that was kind of interesting. Films that do well at the box office and you opt for a VOD release, do it before voting starts as well. And if you have a client iconic enough to deliver inevitably viral moments, then make sure they break the internet before and preferably during voting period and not after. Because we kind of saw Rachel McAdams went on Saturday Night Live to to be with Regina George. Oh yeah, to be Renee with Rapp. Renee Rapp. Yeah. Yeah. After voting ended, and so it's just kind of like, hmm. I haven't seen Mean Girls yet. Something tells me Renee Rapp was not. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it would have no, been who, Rachel that? McAdams. Oh. Oh, Rachel, oh. Got it. Got it. Got it. Rachel McAdams had a chance to maybe be nominated for Best Supporting Actress. That was always that always seemed like a far cry to me. Because that Wait, movie, for, are you there? Got us, me, Margaret. Yeah, people really wanted to see that, and I just didn't like. I thought she played a great part, but I, I don't know. I didn't ever see it being as heavy of a hitter as a bunch of other people said. Yeah, nobody, nobody really saw that movie. Like our yeah, people who did saw see it all loved it, but like it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like it was like a part of the conversation like that to me. Exactly. So moving on, best actor. Uh, for the most acting, Bradley Cooper is awarded one for Maestro. Have some respect, all right? <laughs> that is disrespectful. 
It's the most acting I've he seen. He ran this year. the greatest Oscar campaign that we have seen he in did. years, and he was he nominated the, for it. He wanted that thing so badly, and he's just <laughs> he directed the movie. He starred in the movie, and he's directing the Oscar campaign. What more do you want? <laughs> this is like LeBron leading a better, the a better movie finals in every category. Like this is crazy. He tried so hard, and he's just gonna get beat out by. Uh, I believe is it Northern I- or Irish Irishman that just does not care. <laughs> that, that is not campaigning whatsoever. Yeah, like, oh, he's like whatever. Like, oh, cool! I got nominated. He said he, he celebrated his nomination with tea and cake. Murphy's not. He's not. He's literally not campaigning for this Oscar at all. Do and you know I respect what? that. I respect that. This this is further proof of the misogyny Hillary Clinton is talking about. Right, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Or not Jennifer Anderson, Jennifer Lawrence did the same bit. Everyone was like, oh, she sucks. Fuck her. I hate her. How dare you just eat pizza? <laughs> but yeah, now, be normal. But now Killian Murphy does it. And everyone's like, oh, he's so nice. He's so sweet. He doesn't care about anything. I should note that I believe he is Irish and not Northern Irish. I don't want anybody to get uh, mad at me online. But Coleman Domingo comes kind of not out of nowhere because he's been campaigning really hard. He also got some nominations, I believe, at the Golden Globes for Rustin, um, a movie that everyone hated. Yeah, kind of came and went on Netflix, too. Um, It really wasn't even on, like, the flash screen for very long, if I recall. I didn't even know it was a Netflix movie until it got nominated. (laughs) Yeah. So, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, which I believe was deserved. Who was, uh, I think people wanted a fa- wanted like Efron to maybe be in there, but there was another person that I'm... That was Andrew, not going to happen. That was not going to happen. I think the big surprise here is Andrew Scott didn't get nominated, who I said I thought was going to maybe make a push to win, because he, along with Coleman Domingo, was campaigning out and about a lot. But um wait, who's Andrew Scott? What Andrew? What was he in? He was in uh, all, of all of us strangers. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, uh, nobody has because Searchlight yeah, hasn't released true. it. I don't even know what it's about. Honestly, me neither. <laughs> um, I'm ready. I, Searchlight. I think I'm gonna go see it this week. I think it's it's in theaters near me this week, so I think I'm gonna go see it this week. But I haven't seen it yet. It's about a man. I think it's about a struggling screenwriter whose parents died very early on, like when he was like ten or so, and he goes back to his house. And he just and he and by some like magic twist of fate, they're still alive at the age they were when they died. And so he gets to re uh, he gets to reconnect with them as an adult. So, uh, so this is Caucasian fiction. You got American fiction and mm-hmm. Caucasian fiction. Yeah. Got yes. Middle Lord. American fiction. Except except it's in England. But um oh. yeah. <laughs> British fiction. Got British it. fiction. Uh Killian yeah, Murphy this category. I feel like this is fine. It's wrapped up. It's fine, it's, it's fine yeah. but it's wrapped it's, up. It's, it's wrapped up. I think it's Killian's to, to, to lose, and we've always thought that. Hey, I, I don't would, know. Props, I don't know how props Jeffy Wright for it. the nomination. Props, props to that. That's well deserved, yeah. and I've been very happy for him and Coleman. Even though the movie is apparently bad, I haven't seen it, but Coleman's awesome, and 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 that guy has been looking amazing on red carpets all across the land for the last month, and that sh- kind of shit works. That it does. Shit really, he's works. at every party looking. Looking really good. Like Oscar's trying to beat the Oscar so white allegations. You respect it. You know, I good for y'all. Um, let's this is a retrospective nomination for his role as Mr. Fact. <laughs> yeah, I uh I've seen a lot of like Paul Giamatti love 
and Holdovers Love, like obviously got the best picture nomination and everything. I'm not as high as consensus on the holdovers. Like I think it's good. I think yeah. it's fine, but like Paul Giamatti for best actor. I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with you here. I like really? the holdovers. But I, I am not as high as on everybody else. And I really liked it. But I think what I really liked about it was the way that it was written. I, I didn't necessarily love any of the performances, even from Randolph, who's also nominated, obviously. I like the holdovers. I think it's good. Yeah, that's I, a good I, movie. I, I'm not as high on it as everybody else. I'm with Dex on this one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just mean Dead Poet Society, which is right up my alleyway. Like, I which think might be why I don't like kids. it, because it's <laughs> like... It's a bad vibes Christmas movie. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, you know? No, I, well, you gotta like folks for as much as he's been like a character actor and like the, the supporting actor for years and years, folks love Giamatti. Like that's true. And Giamatti is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love Paul Giamatti. I'm not, I want to shit on him. Yeah, and Great. also he did the I'm a very normal person who's just like you thing. And he went to yeah, in and out golden globe or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah, his going look, but he's also on like every podcast and every interview talk shit. Like he's out there too. But um, best actress, we talked about it. But yeah, Annette Bening, Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, Poor Things. This feels what an insane category this year. That, other that, than Nyad, man, that is insane. We talked about Dex and I how like ooh. Lily, I hate it had to be you, but I think she's hate it had to be you, dog. Yeah, yeah. I think it's she. I think she's got it wrapped up. If she doesn't, I'll be I'll be shocked. I yeah, great- I'd be shocked too. But also, it's like if if they gave it to, if they gave it to Emma Stone, can't deny that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't. But yeah, it's weird how like it feels like every single year the best actress category like flip flops between. Oh my God! There's literally no one to nominate for this award. Let's give fucking Anade Armas and Andrea Riseborough <laughs> in a movie nobody saw these nominations to. Oh my God! How do we only have five people in this category? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, it's yeah. every single year it flips back and forth. Exactly. I think that's just. I mean, really, if like we want to be honest, it's just like the amount of roles written, good roles written for women. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so I just think that like that tends to that that is very cyclical in nature. But um, I do love. Oh, what we didn't mention in the actor because I wanted to mention this: Leo not nominated. That's who we're we're missing. Oh yeah, hey, Leo, which I was Leo, fine with. I was actually fine with. A lot of people were up in arms about it, but I was kind of like, he really was almost like a supporting character in that movie, even though he was on camera most of the time. And like he came out and was like pretty effusive in his praise of everybody else in his cast and was just like, you know, kind of doing an anti campaign for himself, honestly. So it was was actually kind of interesting to see. I'm sure he would have loved to be nominated, but we don't have to nominate him for him to lose an 18th Oscar. Like I'm fine with him not being being sad in the front row. Um, Lily Gladstone becomes the first native north american woman to be nominated for a uh oscar and like the third or fourth native uh native american to be nominated in general and i but but i believe somebody made a point i believe the woman that was in um 
Roma was also nominated. So I think that she is technically like Native American, Native as well. So I don't know how that technically works out. I thought she was the first to be nominated for Best Actress, not an Oscar, but uh, I don't remember how exactly that broke down. But either yeah. way, props to, to Lily Gladstone. I also have a I have a great reverence. Lily Gladstone was great, and I if she won, I would be perfectly fine with that. If Emma Stone won, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But I also think that I really like Mulligan's performance in Maestro. Like I, She's I, so good. I'm blown away She's by so it. so good. And, and if this year wasn't so stacked, I think it'd be hers. Also, I just watched uh, Anatomy of a Fall last night, and she also is great. It's just a really stacked year. I'm going to watch Nyad specifically because if, if that performance is sitting next to these four performances, it must be damn good, especially if it kept uh, Margot out. It must be damn good. Or the Oscars have completely flooded again, which is also possible. But I just I, I love the, the performances that we have in this category. And this is definitely my favorite category just because the performances are so fucking stacked outside of Nyad, which no one's seen. Yeah, um, you mentioned uh, that you thought Killers of the Flower Moon might get Irishman before you remembered that Lily Gladstone's going to win this award. Right. I think I think Maestro is going to get Irishman this year. I don't think yeah, they're going to win. I think so too. <laughs> I think so my uh, Irishman tarred, whatever you want to call it. I don't think they're winning anything. It's up for one of the screenplays, right? It's up for one of the screenplays. Is it not? No, it. I, I think it got. Uh, no, something got pushed out. For hold on, something interesting got pushed out in screenplay. Uh, yeah, no, so it didn't get in. Uh, that's what happened. It didn't get a best adapted screenplay for some got reason, it. which yes, everybody yes, yes. was kind of up in arms about. Um, so yeah, it didn't. It didn't get one. Um, I don't think Maestro was winning anything either. I'm, I'm with Dex on that. Uh, best supporting actor Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction. Which hell yeah, brother! That performance yeah. is awesome. Uh, Dex, <laughs> when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's not in the. I mean, it's a supporting performance. He's not in the movie all that long, but every time he, he pops up, Lord Dern. Yeah, kind of like he's, he's in it more, more than, than Lord Dern was in was in uh, Wedding Story or, or Marriage, Marriage Story, Marriage. whatever that is. Yeah. But he he's not in it for long. But he really is. Like whenever he gets on screen, the energy of the movie just gets completely different in a very good way. Uh, yeah, and he's—it's just a great performance, and Sterling K. Brown is just always amazing. So I—I I loved seeing him get this nomination. It was amazing. He—it feels like he's like, because he was just on that fucking NBC show, Cry this Porn Show. This is us for years. It, Cry and porn. he was—and he was a—he was an Emmy darling. But it sort of feels like this is sort of the next step for him, or at least it should be, because he has everything that it takes to be a movie star. Like he's great. And everyone likes him. Yeah. (laughs) He just hasn't sort of taken that step, even though he's nearly 50, I believe, but he's in. Wait, really? Yeah. He's older than he's much older than he looks. He's just extremely handsome. He's also in incredible shape. I need his workout routine from American fiction. He's, he doesn't have his shirt on all the movie, the entire movie. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So Sterling K Brown for American fiction, um, Robert De Niro killers of the flower moon. Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Um, what a great category again. This is my favorite category because I have no idea how this is going to go. Me like, either. you can tell me it's Downey. anything. You, you could say it's Downey, and I'm like, cool, that makes sense. You could say, oh, they're for sure giving it to De Niro. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense too. You could say, no, nah, fuck it. This is where Poor Things gets an award. They're not going to get anything else. But everyone loves Mark Ruffalo. He's going to get it. And I'd be like, sure. 
Like everything makes sense to me in this award category. This feels like, and Siege, tell me if I'm, uh, if I have this right. This feels like a Robert Downey Jr. career achievement award. Yeah, I think so too. Even though it's probably my least favorite performance of the five. Not that Downey's not good in Oppenheimer. I think he's great. It's just that I have I have a bit more uh, of a relationship to the other four performances that are nominated, but. I think this is the time to give Robert Downey Robert Downey his award. Everybody loves him. He's had a career that people really, really have great respect for. And Robert Downey Jr. hasn't been making the kind of movies that would get you these kind of nominations. So him finally making a movie like Oppenheimer and being able to have a chance to be nominated, I think they're going to take a chance to give it to him. But I, this is a category where no matter what name is called, I'm not going to be disappointed at all. So this will be a, a point of levity in the, in the in the broadcast just in case shit is going bad. And yeah. shit is not going well. I will, I will have a happy moment no matter who they give this award to. So I'm looking forward to that. But you got to think, how many more times are they going to be able to give De Niro one of these? That's true. He has That's like true. three. And De Niro's great. Give him some more. Like You only, you only get so many chances at these things. I can't De Niro, De Niro I can't kind of... I, I love the De Niro performance. I think I said on our podcast that, I mean, honestly, it is his best performance in probably a decade. And I mean, it's, it's tough to say when somebody's in their eighties, you're just kind of like, Oh, they're not giving great performances anymore. And you're just like, what? Like, but I, I think that, uh, Den- or Downey Jr. has been winning all the other industry awards. Yeah, he's, he's also cleaning up. He's also like, this is the opportunity for him to get up and be a smart ass on stage that everybody loves. You know what I mean? where at the Golden Globes, we didn't talk about the Golden Globes on here. He got up, he had a written speech, and he's like, this is going to go great because I took a beta blocker before coming up on stage. He's <laughs> just like, yeah. So he just gets if he just gets to go up there and do that, I think the night will be kind of won back over. You could probably, like, obviously, though, this will be one of the first awards that they actually give out. Um, but... Charles Melton, uh, who's also been nominated for a bunch of other industry awards, didn't get nominated here. Uh, I found that kind of interesting, but if it's in favor of getting Sterling K. Brown in there, fine. I I, I didn't like May December, obviously, but I I did like the Melton performance, and I was a little surprised, but I wasn't like I, I wasn't outraged over it because I like these other five performances better than I like the Melton. Performance. I love the Melton performance. I love May December, but I like I said in the group chat, I think probably like the real guy coming out and being like, actually this sucks. Like, why did y'all do this? Um, I don't think that helped, you know, like who's to say how much it hurt, but like it right. really didn't help. Um, and also it seemed like they just didn't, the Academy just didn't love May December that much. Like it didn't get nominated hardly anywhere else either. So yeah, they were probably just down on that movie comparatively. So it is what it is. Hey, it had to be you buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully you're around a lot longer. He's only 30. The rest of these guys are in their 40s. and He's about to get a lot more, a lot of jobs. And he has also been on the red carpets looking very dapper himself. He's a very good-looking guy as well. So I, th- I don't think he's going to get a shortage of jobs. And hopefully he can be in something that uh, people have more reverence for, or at least the Academy has more reverence for. Also, no one's going to talk about Bar Ruffalo in this category, but he's so fucking good. In he's incredible. Things. He's really good in the movie. He's really good <laughs> so in the So funny. Like, I... Did not realize that Mark Ruffalo could be that fucking funny. Like literal hysterical laughter every time he popped up. He's ridiculous in this film in the best way. He's he's really good. Um, there was also a push to get um, 
the kid from I forget Dominic Sessa, I believe is his name from the holdovers. Oh, I didn't see the holdovers. That, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that happening. First Meh. it his first movie ever, which is crazy. Like his first time acting, I think. And uh they don't really do that anymore. No, they don't, they're not into the the newbies. They used to give a best first time performance award, like back in the sixties, I believe. And they that would be that so out. fun to have that. That would be yeah. so fun. You win an Oscar, your first movie. Who's gonna tell you shit? The rate goes way up. Yeah, That's right. fun. Y'all could have, y'all could have hooked up my boy from Belfast a couple years ago. Yeah, we could have, we could have got. Yeah. Uh, Butters in here. Julia Butters could have got her in here at some point, you know. Yeah, they it's, used to. It should be called the Julia Butters Award for Best Newcomer. That's what it should be called. <laughs> yes, they used to give a Best Newcomer Oscar. I think it went to like Shirley Temple back in the day, if you want to go back that far. But um, so oh. yeah, I know. Tasting drinks, Shirley Temple. Great <laughs> Is that do you? When's the last time you ordered a Shirley Temple? Uh, I don't know that I've ever ordered a Shirley Temple. <laughs> probably three or four months ago. I actually do But I don't drink a lot of soda. But when I do want some soda and I'm out, I'm going to order a Shirley Temple. They're delicious. That's it. That would be an incredible thing to like. If I see, I've seen some sober people do that. But just like as a non-sober person, just to go out to the bar and be like, one Shirley Temple, please. Keep them, keep them coming. You got to stay a little quiet. Usually I try to say like, oh, I'll, I'll just take like a... I'll take a cherry sprite, and they'll be like, "You mean a Shirley Temple?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. please, <laughs> no, I no. just want a cherry sprite." <laughs> no, please don't tell the internet that I ordered. A Do not tell the internet that I've been ordering Shirley Temples. You gotta stay quiet so that hopefully nobody hears you. Hey, man, I got a reputation to uphold up here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, oh, and also Willem Dafoe, uh, but he, you know, I don't think he was ever gonna get over in favor favor of Mark uh, Ruffalo or anything like that. Um, Best well, supporting, uh, poor things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. duh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Best supporting actress, uh, Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, her first nomination. Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, I believe her first nomination. America Ferrera, Barbie. We talked about that. Jodie Foster, that's the her other first nomination too. Not America Ferrera, America Ferrera. Yeah, Ferrer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Jodie Foster's <laughs> been out here for a while. Jodie Foster, Nyad. People who have seen the movie say that they love her performance more. What a year for Jodie Foster. True Detective is is True Detective running. is real cinema, and it's just back. I just want to tell everybody that I think we're fully back. Um, so Jodie Foster for Nyad and Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers, who seems to kind of be the leader in the clubhouse. That's her um, first nomination too, right? Four yeah. people here, but their first Oscar nominations. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, of course the discourse was all about America Ferrera, which I hated. Had to be her that everybody was like. Everybody goes back to that speech in Barbie, which take it or leave it, whatever. But um, I'm taking it. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, m- most people, when did, okay, that was the other part of the discourse that I didn't talk about. When did actually Barbie is bad and you should feel bad for liking it come out? When did that start happening? Like recently. I, I'm so tired of that it. shit. It's so annoying. I, I will say corporate that. propaganda. Shut up. <laughs> Everything is corporate propaganda. There's three movie studios. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm ahead. a bit, I'm a bit weird about Emily Blunt first nomination. First of all, when 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 we were told that was her first nomination, I was like, oh, that's true. But it just doesn't feel like it was true. Doesn't feel. Doesn't yeah, feel it feels right. like she should have had one by now. It feels like for she should have had I don't one know, already. But so, congrats to her for getting this. But like the fact that this is the role she gets it for is like, oh, I mean, this isn't. Like I, I, this uh, Oppenheimer is real cinema, but like 
I didn't walk away being like, man, that Emily Blunt is so good, which is usually what I do when I walk away from an Emily Blunt movie because she's amazing, but not in Oppenheimer. There's just like not enough for her to do. And also, and I don't want to hate, and I don't want to be canceled for any of this shit. And I, I do want to hate. Let's get naked. I do, I do like America Ferrer's performance in Barbie. Don't get me wrong. But the only reason that she's nominated here is because that clip of that final speech went like extra viral, which I think is fine. But America Ferrer being nominated for a movie in which Margot Robbie isn't nominated is anti-woman. I'm sorry. I'm leaning into <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Hillary was right. It's anti-woman. I don't respect it. You can have that opinion and it does not reflect the opinion of <laughs> one it's take anti-white woman and this DEI stuff has gone far enough. Oh my God. <laughs> oh Christ. If I got on a plane and America Ferrer was the pilot, I would be horrified. Oh <laughs> we gotta fix this shit. You can tell we haven't recorded in two and a half weeks. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> best director. I, I I will say the funniest thing that come out of all the Barbie discourse is people re-litigating the uh, Chevrolet ad that was just in the middle of that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, best director. Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things. Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Justine Trier, Anatomy of a Fall. First nomination for Justine Trier. Um, she also, I believe, well, I mean, I also think that she'll get a nomination for the film as well, because if you don't know, we feel like we have to say this all the time. Producers also get an Oscar. Like, they're the ones that go up on stage and accept the Best Picture Award. So she may have been nominated for screenplay, but I, I'm not quite sure. Um We'll see here in a second. Christopher Nolan is just going to win this hands down. He should. I'm going to have so. a great. And he yeah. should. It's time to nominate. It's time to. I mean, Nolan's given us a lot of real cinema. Oppenheimer is extremely real cinema. It's 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 time. Uh, but I will say, it. I will say, Anatomy of Fall is pretty damn good, guys. Like I, I watched it last night, so it's fresh on my brain. Uh, it's very good. It's very well acted. It's very well directed. And also the French court system is extremely different than the American court system in a way. And I don't know if this is an accurate representation of the French court system, obviously, but man, is the French court system more cinematic than the American court system. <laughs> it sets up perfectly for movies. It sets up so well for movies. There are times where the lawyer is asking one person a question and they just pivot to somebody else in the room and start asking them questions right in the middle of the dialogue. It's perfectly seamless. I'm like, damn, the French... They have a knack for real cinema. It's it, it's great. It's a really good movie. I love a courtroom drama. Obviously, I'm an attorney, so that part sticks with me as well. It was great. I would have made a few more objections than some of the lawyers in the movies, but overall, I had a great time at Anatomy of a Fall. It is real cinema. We're we're gonna just start the just start actually doing YouTube clips of like lawyer reacts to Anatomy of a Fall. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's not like, you know, the American legal system has been like at the forefront of of cinema for, uh, you know, five decades or anything like yeah. that. But you know, the French the French got it down. Um I I should say Martin Scorsese the most the most nominated director the the the, the most nominated or active director is what I should say. He is now a living person other than the uh, John Williams. Uh, John Williams. 
he might be uh, just for all these other awards, like producing and stuff like that. Um, but as far as best director nominations, I think he this is his 10th. He passed Spielberg, who has nine. And now he's actually only one behind the most. Um, I don't know who holds the record. I think he's long since passed, but uh, which is 11, I think, is the, is the record for most directing nominations, which I... It, it's weird to call Martin Scorsese a Oscars loser, but like, <laughs> but, but historically the numbers add up that, and I hate that it had to be the God Scorsese, but like there, this feels dead in the water a little bit. Be like that, man. He yeah, only, what are they winning? I they feel winning? like, I feel like Oppenheimer is a buzzsaw. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it came know. out and just kept going. I don't know what anyone's going to do in the face of Oppenheimer, except in Best Supporting Actress, which I don't think it'll win. But. It's, it's Poor Thing's got so many nominations, and it's not like, what is it? At least, like, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is probably going to win Best Actress. Poor Thing's got all those nominations. I don't know what Poor Thing's is going to win. Yeah. And Poor Thing's is great. I just don't know where the, where the win is. Yeah, that's my tar. Because I fucking love tar and I love Poor Thing's and they're just not going to win anything. Very similar gonna movies. Be, streets will never forget All-Stars. Very similar movies. Yeah, uh, Martin Scorsese, one Oscar. One directing. One Oscar is insane. One Oscar Guys, win. we're one movie away from tying Scorsese. Yeah. We just we just got to do one, you know. Got to do one. We can be Um, Martin Scorsese. You know what's funny? Bradley Cooper inching up there. Um, Martin Scorsese won his one Oscar for. Can you guess the movie for best director? The Last Temptation of Christ. No, I think people actively hated that movie when it came out. <laughs> Wait, did you say one, Dex? I said The Departed. It is The Departed. That oh, is, let's it, go. Which, I, at the time, people were like, this is... <laughs> at the time, in 2005, people were like, this is a Lifetime Achievement Award for Martin Scorsese. And then he That's went on insane. to get three more Best Act, best Director <laughs> nominations. That's insane. So, uh, Bradley Cooper, I should mention, let me, let me look this up of how many Oscars he is now... The Hangovers, Bradley Cooper. You want to guess how many nominations that he has? Four? Yeah, four is my guess. Bradley Cooper has been nominated for 12 Oscars. Jesus Christ. 12? 12 Oscars. Not a... Was, not it, a, the, was it producing the Joker? <laughs> yeah. Nary a win for uh, him. He has oh, been nominated. I forgot he was a producer. On he produced Nightmare Alley and the Joker, so he got a producer. And Nightmare Alley, Yeah. Right. And then he also... Produce, uh, produced and got an acting nomination for American Sniper, and he has oh. two uh, lead actor role, or supporting actor for American Hustle and lead actor for Silver Linings Playbook. But then, of course, like A Star Is Born and now Maestro, he has nominated for twelve Oscars. That's insane. Uh, didn't get nominated here for Best Director. Which That's I would have point. liked to see over his acting. To be he's in Best Picture and he's in Best Actor. He's he's got enough nominations. He's he, uh, his work was was well 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 done. Uh, international feature film. I've I'm gonna see I love these movies category. when they drop. Uh, 
Io Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, which might be, I think, the feel-good movie of the year, according to a bunch of people. I believe it's an A24 film as well. Uh, Society of the Snow, which I wanted to review on here. We just couldn't make it work. Um, I, I just finished it, man. That shit is very well Ooh, done. It is Oh, haunting. my God. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, it is a tough watch. And if you're squeamish Dex, I don't think you'll ever watch it. But the, the plane crash sequence is one of the best set pieces I saw this year. Yeah, it is that harrowing. It is my heart was beating so fast watching that sequence. It's insane. The the teachers lounge from Germany and zone of interest from the United Kingdom. I don't know. I I mean, Society of the Snow has won a few awards. I, this kind of feels like the zone of interest. Like we're not going to give you best picture, but anyway, they're going to win sound editing. So let's give it to Society of the Snow. Oh, yeah. So why did France not nominate Anatomy of a Fall? Why was that it not their was, pick? It wasn't their pick for some reason. Another yeah, they didn't of, pick it. They didn't yeah, pick why? it to run for their movie. What's wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? Didn't yeah, they pick, didn't they pick the Taste of Things, which is apparently really, really, really. They good. did pick the Taste of Things. Yeah, I apparently think, and it's amazing. Apparently, it's my. It's really, really good. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. I want to see it. But if yeah, they picked the Taste of Things, um, animated feature. This is where we thrive, you know. Except for these two movies that we haven't seen. Uh, the Boy and the Heron, Elemental, uh, Nimona. Robot Elemental dream. will not die. It, 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 no won't. One a movie that it. won't die. Holy shit. No one could ever kill it. It's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, this sort of feels like the boy in the heron is going to win. Dex groans audibly. Uh, yeah. um, not a fan, but whatever. We can't reward Spider-Verse here. We, we just... We, it's, well, the first we one... Won. We should. The first one won, so that, that's an uphill battle for oh, it. Oh, that's fair. I'm, Look, man, the third one, Best Picture nominee. It's coming. Facts. Turn that up, Dex. Well, Turn that up. And I was going to mention, I'm shocked. We've sort of regressed in how we, uh, because Toy Story 3 got a uh, Best, Best Picture, Picture nomination. nomination when they expanded yeah. to 10. And since then, we've sort of regressed on on nominating these animated films, which you won't nominate comedies, you won't nominate horror or action movies, except for Top Gun Maverick. Like, Nominate some animated films. These are just as good. And they make money, too. These are just as good of cinema, except for Elemental, as all of these other films. <laughs> except for Elemental. Hey, Elemental. Elemental's good, bro. What are it, you doing? It's fine. <laughs> it's they, fine. We're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to keep it in movie theaters. They can't make us take it out. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. They can't <laughs> they make us take it out. <laughs> and they wrote that to an Oscar nomination. They're just like Leo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. They're going to have to call in the National Guard. <laughs> um, also, Elemental uh, might note, still be in theaters near you right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I even. also just note that uh, I just want to give a shout out to Teenage Men, uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, the Mario movie, two great animated movies that were not nominated here. You got to give it up on the Mario movie, man. It was yeah, and also a shout out. The Mario happened. movie's great. It's just it's phenomenal. Is and also great? a shout out to Wish, which apparently sucks so bad that no one nominated it for anything. Apparently, Wish is awful. So yeah, it didn't so work. so um, yeah, it feels like the boy in the heron is going to win for Miyazaki, who's also in his like eighties. I feel like this is a one for him to celebrate him. Shout out um, to Florence Pugh. Yeah. And uh, let's get let's get the, the, like the biggest cast in Hollywood was in that movie, so let's get all of them at the Oscars too. This is a chance to get Robert Pattinson at the Oscars, looking bored as hell. Let him awesome. on stage, cowards. Yeah, uh, adapted screenplay. This is I love these categories. Um, American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, 
and the zone of interest. If poor things was ever going to win anything, this might be there because I believe Tony McNamara, if he didn't win, was nominated for um, the last Yorgos Yorgos Lanthimos movie. The favorite? favorite. favorite. Yeah. So this might be it, but this feels... I don't know. This give it to Core Jefferson, man. That screenplay was awesome. That was an incredible screenplay. I agree with you. Is American Fiction a book? I yeah, it was. A, it, yes, it's a. It's based on a book. It's based on a book. It's a really interesting story. The, if you listen to in, interviews with Core Jefferson, who was like a TV writer and also like a he was like a journalist or like a blogger for a long time. Yeah. So there is hope for us guys. By the way, um, <laughs> we just have to be geniuses. But the he uh, we're one movie away, boy. I told you exactly. Exactly. So apparently the the author who I'm blanking on his name like staved off people making this into a movie for years and years and then met Cord Jefferson was like I'll give it to you for free. Like yeah. if it's if it's a good movie then you can make the movie. If it's not a good movie then don't we, then I then you won't make the movie. So he liked the screenplay and then you know the rest is history. But and, it, it also made a lot of changes to the book and the way that the book is rolls out the story. He made and he made enough it's not just like he adapted this book just verbatim he made a lot of changes that made it you know fit for cinema and it's easily one of the best movies of the year and one of the best screenplays of the year so the satire the satire was like you know obvious to uh us internet pilled brain uh you know neoliberals living in the 21st century but the the amount of like old people that were dying laughing at the white criticism in that movie i was like okay he hit something here you know what I mean? <laughs> he actually hit something out of the park that like struck a, struck a chord with people. So I I really enjoyed that. This I don't know what this goes. Maybe Oppenheimer because it was such a interesting way of adapting that massive Buzzsaw. book. That massive book. So I don't know. Maybe it's him. Uh, but he feels like if a Oppenheimer wins this, we'll know the sleep the sleep is on. Yeah, the sleep is on. If they, yeah, if they I, win I agree with that. That's when we'll know. Other other than the fact that Emily Blunt's not going to win, but other than that, the sweep could could really be on if if they win this one. Yeah, original screenplay: Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, which is where it got nominated, and Past Lives. Now, Celine Song didn't get nominated for Best lives. Director, but for some reason, this got two nominations: Best Original Screenplay. And best picture, which you rarely see happen. It usually has to be nominated in a bunch of other categories. But I believe it was one of the best pictures of the year. So it got that nomination because I believed in it, is what I'm saying. But um <laughs> this feels like a Celine Song award, because that's kind of how they usually do it. Like new person comes on to the uh set or the wave and rides that to they've historically awarded this to up and comers who they didn't give other awards nominations to. And also Top Gun Maverick. And also, they, yeah, they did do the screenplay for Top Gun Maverick. I, I uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Um, how is Maestro? It feels like Maestro was based on something. Like That feels like an adaptation to me. I don't know, but whatever. Well, it wasn't based on any sort of medium, I think. I mean, obviously, he had a lot to work with, but I don't think like there. I don't think there's like an outstanding Bernstein biography i'm sure there is but like it wasn't based on that it wasn't Bradley based Cooper on was that. deep in wikipedia you can't change my mind <laughs> <laughs> just just late night rabbit holes man that's hilarious that's incredible um visual effects this one is weird because oppenheimer wasn't even nominated 
but That's also so wasn't weird. on the short list. That's so weird. What? Yeah, I don't get that one. <laughs> Those are some of the best. But they literally made us look like an atomic bomb was being tested, and we believed it. That's great visual effects. I'm not sure uh, exactly how this didn't get placed here. That was just well, weird, especially because it's so nominated in other categories. They obviously have a great respect for it, but no nomination for visual effects. I think people have conflated. The Academy has kind of conflated, like, not not most visual effects, but like CGI and stuff as that's the visual effect and not necessarily like practical effects, which just isn't true because that's all encompassing visual effects. Definitely not um, true. So the nominees were the creator Godzilla minus one. Hell yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Hell yeah. And Napoleon. Um, boo. Uh, boo. Give it to Godzilla. Those set pieces Minus. were great, but still boo, still, still boo Napoleon. Sorry, Ridley. Sorry. Give it to Godzilla minus one. Facts. It's time. Which I still haven't you, seen. I didn't get on that. You definitely did get on that. That is real cinema. And the, the visual effects in that film based on that budget are mind-blowing. It's crazy that they were able to make it look that good with that budget. And I think that is where we're going to have our moment for Godzilla minus one. And I'm going to always remember that Godzilla minus one won an Oscar, and it's going to make me smile. Every time I think about that. So please, let's do the right thing. Well, you know, it's funny is that like people want to say like the Oscars don't matter, but they had a video of the visual effects team or the team behind it, including like, like the director and stuff in Japan. I guess it would have been late at night when they got that Oscar nomination uh, video and they were going fucking nuts. And so like, yeah, man, you can say whatever you want to. This shit means something to people. Like, it's, facts. it's the Oscars. <laughs> um, I would say. It is incredible what they did with like a $5 million budget or no, like $15 million budget. People were praising the creator for what they did on like a $80 million budget or whatever it was. <laughs> we're just like, I don't know. I saw the other movie with the monster in it and that looked great. The creator definitely got nominated because like people in the Academy saw the like robot people outside at, in LA and oh, yeah. like, oh, these look great. Like, these look pretty cool. Like, they did look cool shit in the movie. So like out at baseball movie. games and whatnot. We were just yeah, like, oh, were yeah. at Dodger games, just like, oh yeah, these are awesome. Uh, original score, American fiction, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Sure. Okay. John Williams. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, Biggest Oscar loser of all time, John Williams. That feels sacrilege to say, but it's also true. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. You have a take on this? Killers of the Flower Moon, I have tweeted this many times, is the best score I have heard in a number of years. I listen to it all the time on Spotify. This is going to be another Scorsese win. There's, they're going to get two Oscars. They're going to get for uh, best Best Actress, and they're going to win the score, as they should. And so our biggest Oscar loser, the dad movie king of the world, is not leaving here empty-handed. He's leaving here with something. He's leaving well, with the best score Oscar. I would um, I would give it – yeah, I mean, it, it pot, Robbie Robertson posthumously nominated um, one-time member of the band called The Band, which makes great music oh, if you've never seen it. But it had been a long time uh, – been a long time Scorsese collaborator. So this feels yeah. like something that like Scorsese could get up there and like accept award for his de departed friend. Um, I also love Ludwig Goranson. Ludwig Goranson's also like 33 years old. So like, it's like he has plenty of time to lose other Oscars, but, uh, and he's already won. He's, <laughs> Oh yeah. He did win for black Panther. Didn't he? 
Um, and I just wanted to see, do you want to play one more time? I know we're going long, but do you want to play the Oscar guessing game of how many Oscars John Williams has? How many has he won or nominated? How, well, let's do one, but let's also talk about nominations. Uh, let's say he's won three, nine Oscars. He has won five Oscars, but I believe, holy shit. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, you got to count like that. That means he's been nominated a shitload of times. Bear with me. (laughs) Great radio. Nine, 40, 41, 42, Jesus. 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 51, 2, 3. He's been nominated 54 times. Good. 54 Lord. nominations. He has five wins. Yeah. Uh, if you were a mate, if you were a hitter in Major League Baseball, you'd be in double A. They'd send you back down. <laughs> Jesus. He's shooting like Wimby from three. This is insane. <laughs> it's also weird because he's kind of like, like I love the scores for these movies but he's kind of like category frauded a little bit because a lot of his later nominations have come from star Wars, the force awakens star Wars, the last Jedi star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny is like, you invented those scores 70 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. We just made a couple (laughs) tweaks and he got another nomination for him. Yeah. Anyway. So I found that to be like, it's just still his. Yeah, my only thing on this category is that the poor thing score feels wrong, like it feels incorrect, like that's not how music is supposed to sound. But it right. really, it works so well. It it, it, it services so the movie. This movie. Yes, I, I will just say that the Oppenheimer. Do you, can you hear the music? Has just gone viral on TikTok for like ten months. So yeah, it's good shit. Uh, original song. This is hilarious. Dex, you have some takes on this. Oh my God, dude. Why do uh, we do this every fucking year? <laughs> it never went away from American Symphony. I'm just Ken from Barbie. What the what fuck was, is American Symphony? What was I made for from Barbie? The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. Flamin' Hot dude. got a nomination. <laughs> they would nominate Diane Warren for literally any fucking thing. If Diane Warren made a song that year for a movie, they're like, fuck it. Oscar nominated. Doesn't matter if anyone's seen the movie. Doesn't matter if you've seen the movie and nobody knew that song was in it. It whatever it is, she's going to get nominated. She's been nominated like six of the last seven years or something. Like it's crazy. Uh, but also Bruce Springsteen for never. I never. It never went away from American Symphony. Do you think he knows he got nominated? <laughs> <laughs> and I should add, uh, I'm gonna butcher this, but Wahazi, a song for the people from Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, Do you think it. Springsteen knows that he stole this uh, nomination from Jack Black? Jack Black made cinematic greatness, and he still he was robbed by Bruce Springsteen. I hope Bruce Springsteen sleeps well. And I am knowing that he did that. Uh, I I am of the mind your song should be in the movie. Yeah, agree. I agree. So the credits don't count. That's not the yeah. movie. Give it to I'm just Ken. Whatever. Do I'm it. just Ken is going to be the most fun one to see perform live. I can tell you that. Gosling is going to be in full it. movie star mode. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. He seems like he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, dude, why not? Like, he seems like really adverse to like wanting to do, do that. Do it, Gosling. Do it. You have uh, to. I've never wanted anything more. As soon as I saw that in theaters, I was like, oh, we can get 
Ryan Gosling yeah, performing this at the I said, Oscars. oh, he's doing this at the Oscars. I had the same thought. Um, documentary feature. This is where I have a huge blind spot this year. Normally, I'm pretty caught up on these. But same. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, 20 Days in Mariupol, Bobby Wine, the People's President, The Eternal Memory, Four Daughters, and To Kill a Tiger. Uh, Four Daughters, a sequel to uh, Lost Daughter or whatever that came out. I thought you were wait, about to say three daughters. Wait, are you yeah. talking about the you talking about the movie with the, the what's what's the lost daughter? What was the what was the Netflix movie that came out last year that uh Dex you didn't like with um oh fucking Are you talking this, about the one with uh the one with the lady from the favorite uh yeah. in the crown? Olivia Colman. Oh, Olivia yeah. Colman. Wait, how could it be a sequel? To, what do you it's mean? It's not. I'm joking. It was a bad joke. I was so confused. I was like, wait. What? And it probably is a bad joke considering I don't know what Four Daughters is about. I'm sure it's going to be heart-wrenching and I just made a, a joke at his oh, expense. Whoa. Um, let's see. The what Lost is Daughter is pretty heart-wrenching too, so you were at least on theme. It is The Lost Daughter. Yeah. I had yeah. forgotten about that. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, this is about, like, people disappearing. Oops. Um, so, yeah. Sequel to to that. I haven't watched any of these, and I'm not going to watch any of them. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, you're not a documentary guy, but Teej is normally our documentary correspondent. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I need to catch up, but I'm definitely going to be uh, tapping in. I'll definitely update y'all as I watch them. I don't do the documentaries. I don't do the shorts. I'm out. I, do I never do the shorts. Baby. I never do the shorts. So this is interesting. Cinematography award I also love on this podcast. El Condi? gets nominated a movie on on netflix that i don't nobody's talked about boy netflix spent drop bags okay netflix got rustin netflix got el condi netflix got society of the snow not yet netflix got maestro naiad netflix was dropping bags behind the scenes it is their time i so killers of the flower moon obviously maestro oppenheimer and poor things all get nominated uh you know i don't like what? if there is a place for Maestro to get an award, it is here. I yeah. don't think it's going to happen, but I think this is their best shot to get an award. Is right here in this category. I probably agree on that, and same for Poor Things. Honestly, like they could yeah. sneak one out of here, but yeah, I mean, it is interesting they snuck that in there, but it's like we couldn't put another one of these movies. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't want to like shit on a movie I haven't seen. We do it all the time, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Costume design, Barbie, Killers of the Flower and Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. So the color purple did not get nominated. No, they didn't. So they only got the one. They only got Daniel Brooks. That's yeah. okay. But wait, like, no. Did, you, wait, you gotta I, maybe the color purple got hair and makeup. Maybe I, I got that. I think wrong. that sounds right. I think they got hair and makeup, but I could be wrong. I usually they always give us anything other than Barbie, makeup. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, you want to see like if we know the sweep is on, if Oppenheimer wins for putting people in suits. Yeah, then it's over. <laughs> Boots and Hamilton watches, baby. Yeah. Um, Animated short, Letter to the Pig, 95 Senses, Our Uniform, Peck Dierme, and War is Over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko. That's interesting. Uh, Live action short (laughs) film, The After Invincible, not not the series on Amazon, Night of Fortune, Red, White, and Blue, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. This feels like that's going to go to uh anderson uh for the story of henry sugar so that's gonna be his first oscar win actually no asteroid city by the way we kind of yeah. breezed over that 
I thought that would get somewhere, something, but nope. yeah, I that sort of was like the consensus for a lot. Of, oh, that was my top movie of the year, yada yada yada. And then, but also nobody saw it except I for didn't see it either. So I can't. Judge. So Wes Anderson's probably going to win his first ever Oscar for a Netflix short film. Cool. Uh, documentary short film, the ABCs of book banning, the barber of little rock Island in between the last repair shop. Nay, 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 nay. And wipe uh, film editing anatomy of a fall, the holdovers killers of the flower moon, Oppenheimer, poor things. Um, why the holdovers? I don't know why the holdovers, but it feels like that has to, it feels like that's going to be Oppenheimer, right? Like that doesn't yeah. that feel, I don't know that Scorsese has worked with the woman that was nominated for years. And I think she's won several, several awards. Um, let me go back and look. She's famous and I hate that I'm missing out on her name. Um, but Oppenheimer could win. I, I don't know about anatomy of fall, but what the way that you described it, Tej seems like they've cut together a really interesting, like, story like they, a whodunit they, there's a and i'm not going to spoil anything there's a sequence where there's an audio recording uh that's being played in court but they take you to the physical manifestation of it and th- as soon as i saw that i was like that's why they were nominated for best editing you just see it through the sequence it's very well done the editing is very good i don't think they're going to win but i definitely see why it was nominated thelma Schoonmaker is the uh woman who i'm mentioning for killers of the flower moon she's won three oscars including uh, The Departed, The Aviator, and uh, Raging Bull. So it's like she's kind of Hollywood. She's been working with him forever. Yeah, so I've kind of been like hand-in-hand with him for forever. Sound, The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, The Zone of Interest. Give it to Mission Impossible, cowards. This is going to go to Maestro, by the way. I'm glad that that, that Mission Impossible was nominated, as it should have been, because it is real cinema, and we appreciate the fact that they got their nomination. I, I was happy to see that. Actually, this is going to go to... I don't know what I was talking about. This is going to go to Oppenheimer. That's one of, <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, everything's going to Oppenheimer, so... Uh, production design, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Poor uh, Barbie is great set design, but Poor Things is that set design taken to its inevitable conclusion. This feels like <laughs> a Poor Things to me. Dex, do you poor have anything things, on that? Because Poor you, Things you, has too many nominations to not get one or two Oscars. So there's going to be places where you they would win. think, but yeah. they did design like a whole Barbie world. So I don't know. I, I feel like Barbie because it, I don't know. It just makes you feel warm and fuzzy and get tum tum. But, um, four things looks great. I don't know. You can see the light draining from Dex's eyes as we get further down these categories. <laughs> <laughs> He, he you talked me through the shorts. We talked about animated shorts. I thought he was going to fall asleep during that category. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Makeup and hairstyle, Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. Golda? Uh, no, Color Purple did not get another nomination. Okay. I would give it to Society of the Snow, honestly. Because all those people look like they're in fucking hell. Man. I haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. So, anything else on uh, as we end with just a uh, fart? <laughs> we, got the, we got the same host, so Kimmel's doing it again. 
okay. We don't need hosts. I don't know why we went back to hosts. I agree that we don't need hosts, but Kimmel's doing it again. Uh, I'm just excited for the show. And as we catch up on movies, I'm excited to come in and share our thoughts on said movies. Uh, But no, I don't really have any other thoughts. I don't think that we'll end up doing a full review for um, American fiction, but we talked about it a little bit. I, I just want to talk about it here uh, because I don't know when, when Dex is going to be able to see it, but uh, that's the latest movie that and mean girls are the, my first movie of 2024 mean girls. Hell yeah. Um, Same actually. The, uh, I thought American fiction just real quick. I gave it like four and a half stars on letterbox. Go follow me at Roy Noble tree. So I give it like an a, I thought it was pretty, Pretty obvious satire, but also pretty great satire. Um, but it had heart, and including some really interesting twists and turns with how he, like, his family is affected in the movie. And, uh, but I thought it was like the role that Jeffrey Wright was like born to play, Man. actually. Um, and, and yeah, and I, and I just thought all the, uh, the performances were pitch perfect. And, Cord Jefferson, man, first time director, first time, I think, feature film writer, knocked it out of the park. I gave it an A. I thought it was, I, it also, just one of the funniest movies that I've seen in a long time, too. There, There is a version of this movie that just, like, won't work, and I won't go too far into it, because I think people should definitely watch it, but I, I, I thought it just did such a, it, it's so smart. It's very obvious that, uh, it's very obvious that we're doing some, uh, you know, we're riffing on certain things and it's very obvious, but it's also really well done. And it's not just like that part of the movie. That's like half of the movie. The other half is like a very, very impacting family drama that also works on its own level and adds mm-hmm. to the other part of the movie. And I just thought that doing that and your first time out making a movie, I was really blown away by the what they were able to accomplish. The cast was great. Seeing Erica Alexander pop back up in a movie was just phenomenal. She has been incredible at her job since she was on living single so to see her just pop back up in a movie and be a big part of the movie and be have such great chemistry with the rest of the cast i just i I have a great great respect for what they're able to accomplish and i think american fiction is definitely going to win a couple oscars and props to cord and props to everybody uh you know involved with that movie i just i I just loved it there was a bit and it was it went unnoticed tell me if you saw this when he's having the um conversation the first conversation as the fake writer to um, the book publisher uh-huh. and, and well, the, the line that's in the trailer is like, man, I'm sure all the white people in the Hamptons will love this shit. And she's like, yeah, we will. I mean, yeah, they we will. will. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but behind her is like a portrait sort of like in the style of like the Obama painting of Ruth Bader Ginsburg with yep. boxing gloves <laughs> with boxing gloves <laughs> it's like that's just an incredible like choice to do and you can tell that cord as like a tv writer and like a writer himself has dealt with this with a lot of this stuff in his real life so i just i found it to be really really funny and also adam brody is the film producer like incredible role yeah like, he's like great he's great he just ryan reynolds gets his head chopped so off good. and you're just like Ryan Reynolds gets his head chopped off with an axe by a slave. It's going to sell millions. You're just like, what? <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was great. Dex, do you have anything to say about Mean Girls, I guess, is like when we're talking about what we're watching? They uh, they sent the girl who played Katie Heron out there to die on her own. 
Um, Fetter to the wolves, man. That's tough. Horrible miscasting. Oh my god! Really? Do that poor girl like that? She and I like Angora no Rice. Chance. I like I like her as an actress. She's actually really good. She was that badly casted. She, uh, just she had no chance. They said <laughs> they sent her out Damn. there. Like I don't even know what the comparison is. Like they, it was like sending. You know how they had Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech with those terrible quarterbacks all those years. Like <laughs> Reggie Ball. That's Regina George. <laughs> Out Renee Rap out there with Katie Heron as like holy well, person. I should say it's like because Alili Cavallo, who plays Moana, if you don't know, by the way, is also in there, and she gets an incredible number, and she's like belting it and like running around good. and do, yeah, and really good. It's like asking Harrison Barnes to take the game-winning shot back in like 2013. <laughs> Just why? Why they have her out there like that, man? Like, yeah. You are being compared to Lindsay Lohan off the bat. Like, so that's already tough. But then also you've got like legit pop stars and Broadway singers and Moana on the screen <laughs> with you. <laughs> and you're just like a regular person. Like that's not, it's not fair. They they were asking yes. her to do a lot. I don't want to, it's not Russell Crowe in Les Mis bad few things are <laughs> but but it's like similar in that like everyone else like is kind of throwing it out there and she just doesn't have the range to to Damn. get there you know so but yeah, i will say okay. all the people who are like oh my god why is it a musical why they do that shut up like because- <laughs> you want to <laughs> you want to watch mean girls is not a musical it's right there like Everyone yeah, we already had Mean Girls. Like, we already have it. It's on Paramount. We can hey, just go watch it. Did y'all know that The Lion King is not a musical according to the internet? Oh my. God. That makes no fucking sense to me. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you want to explain that real quick on somebody, just on here because we're whatever, like to fill time? Somebody tweeted that The Lion King is not a musical because they don't like musicals and they love The Lion King. Even though The Lion King literally has the characters at multiple points in the movie, obviously, stop and break into song. Apparently, that is, does not make it a musical. And then other people was like, it's not a musical. It's animated, as if all musicals are Bruh. live action. What it's are not, we? What are we doing, guys? There's not nothing like, wrong with liking musicals. In fact, musicals are great. Musicals, musicals are, are good. Fantastic. We should it's have not more like of them. the the whole front part of Disney was based on having their characters sing, like Literally. Snow White <laughs> and Cinderella, and you know, all Sleeping Beauty. No, nah, but Lion King, written by Elton John, not a musical. Literally written by Ed. like Elton John is all over that film, but they brought him in. They break into talent. song to advance the plot several times. Like several it's times. impossible to miss. Like I don't like what are you what do you think a musical is? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Um but yeah, but, otherwise I really liked well yeah, really after we just said it. Probably strong. But yeah, Mean Girls is good, I think. Um I like the songs. Compare like the comparison people are doing between like the Broadway songs and the movie songs is whatever. I don't care. Like it it's not Broadway. Doesn't need to sound exactly like Broadway, but it felt like they put a lot of time and energy into all the musical sequence and they look fucking fantastic. And that was enough to entertain my little lizard brain and just be like, ooh, look at Renee Rap. 
Yeah, it, it like they obviously know that Renee raps the star and like the pop star, and so they like film her like it's a the her entire thing is like a big music video, basically, <laughs> and that's kind of how they film the entire thing. I thought there's worse ways that you can spend time at the theater, and I thought it was a pretty good adaptation for like 2024, like with tick, the TikTokification of where we are now. Um, yep. They use that pretty well too. It's like, what if Mean Girls had actual working cell phones? Like that's how this works. But the weird part of it is that it like almost beat for beat retells a lot of the same jokes too, because it is a adaptation of the musical, which was directly added, uh, adapted from the movie. So like they're just doing the whole bit at the end of the movie where they all gather in the gym, you know? So it's, it was just kind of weird to watch. Yeah. You're just going to like, Oh, okay. I'm going to wait for streaming. I've realized you should. that I have, I have an aversion yeah, too late to, now. I have an aversion to, uh, I watched Mean Girls probably twice a year already, the original Mean Girls. So having another Mean Girls in my life, I'm just not ready. And also, I don't know who Renee Rapp is. I know that she's a singer, but I don't, I'm not on TikTok. Well, I am on TikTok technically, but I don't ever go on TikTok. And so I don't really know anything about Renee Rapp. And I didn't watch SNL. So I'll be introduced to Renee Rapp, you know, right when I watch this movie when it comes to streaming. Well, do you sure watch uh, I have a good Sex Lives of College Girls? No, I know that she's from that show, but I've, I've never seen that show, so I don't really know who she is. <laughs> Apparently, she's also out here being like, millennials are bad and old, and I don't like them, so it's like, it's like, oh, oh okay. okay. Start. Yeah. Who do you think, who do you think made Mean Girls a phenomenon that it is, Renee? Answer me that. Um. So, so there is, there is that, Uh. but also, yeah, it's Gen, I just thought it was Gen Z Mean Girls is a pretty good uh, way of doing that. What was I, what was, oh, we walked out of the theater. And there was like a group of college girls. My wife and I, we walked out and I overheard one of them like, go, that was the fucking worst movie I've ever seen in my oh, entire shit. life. Oh, shit. So like Gen Z, I may have felt pandered to a little bit, but uh, yeah. So anyway. Um, oh, also Aaron Teej, by the way, on Twitter, uh, got some likes and stuff by saying Eight Mile is also a musical, which if you take it to that length. Yeah, kind of. Facts. Facts. Uh, anything else that we're watching besides I'll just football? Give, I've said it before, but Danielle Brooks, incredible. And, and first of all, congrats on the nomination. Second of all, she's just phenomenal in The Color Purple and is the standard of the film pretty easy for me. So I was pretty happy that at least she got the nomination. Uh, I've just been catching up on Oscar movies. I've watched all the Best Picture winners now. I'm going to go back and watch them again. Or sorry, all the Best Picture nominees. I'm going to go back and watch them again. Uh, I really want to dig into the documentaries, but I've been watching uh, True Detective. I watched the first episode and I've been watching uh, Griselda. And then on the film side, I watched Handmaiden last night, which is Park Chan-wook's, uh, one of his movies uh, that I liked. That I didn't love as much as everybody else seemed to love it, but I, I liked it enough. Um, I watched I Old Boy for the first time the other night. Old Boy's, what'd you think? <laughs> Old Boy's insane. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. I had kind of known what happens, like the, the twist of it, but like the just brutality of all of it, I just was kind of like, holy shit. Okay. All right. This is the kind of time that we're on. But uh, it was. Dex, do you ever seen that? No, I do know what happens in it, but like, I, yeah, I've never seen it. Old Boy is Insanity. Um, I also uh, rewatched The Other Guys, and that shit oh, yeah. bangs. That shit fucking bangs. That, that shit. Never stops being fun. It never stops being good. That shit banks. But that's pretty much all I've been watching. And I rewatched uh, Hollywood Shuffle because obviously uh, American fiction is pretty much like a lot is taken from Hollywood Shuffle. 
And American Fiction is a better movie than Hollywood Shuffle, but you definitely see how Cord was inspired by American Fiction. Which I went back and watched that. I had seen it before, but I went back and watched it. Watched a lot of streaming movies, including like the Gran Turismo movie that came out. Which is it good? It's weird. It's like not bad, but it's also like the biggest. I mean, as some of these are, like the biggest PlayStation ad I've ever seen. Uh, it's like a it's like a two hour long PlayStation ad. So much so that they put like when like they're racing and a, 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 a position will change. Like somebody will overtake somebody in the race. Their number will pop up going from like first to third or something like that. And it will play the PS five beep. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm not kidding. Like the boom, like it'll do that whenever they're, whenever they pass people. And come on. Yeah. It's, it's just a big ad. Other than that, I thought it was a pretty compelling like racing movie, not, I mean, watch it on Netflix, whatever. It would be the kind of movie that you would watch on TNT for like two hours back in the day. But yeah, it's a big PS5 ad. And Sony has somehow won the streaming wars because they don't have a streaming service. And we're just like, we'll just give all of our shit to Netflix. And guess what? They haven't lost any money. In fact, they've made a lot of money. They've made money. Yeah. Um, I also watched some other stuff, Good Grief, which was also on Netflix, uh, Self-Reliance, the Jake Johnson movie on Hulu. Could have been better. And uh, another Netflix movie that I don't think anybody watched, but got kind of good reviews called Bank of Dave, which is a heartwarming, fun film. So you should watch it if you want to have the feel goods. Oh, and I've also, I, uh... I also watched all of, um, I'm on the last episode now of The Leftovers, Confused as Fuck. Sick. Real cinema. Real yeah. cinema. Anyway, 28 episodes of being just utterly confused. I've been watching a lot of a lot of football. A lot of a lot of wrestling. It's real wrestling hours, folks. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We had the Royal Rumble watch party last night with the Apollo guys. It was a lot of fun. Cody Rhodes is gonna finish the story. It's coming. Also gonna be on Netflix. Yeah. Oh 2025. Yeah, we're here. And this man will Netflix. not be there. He's not gonna be there. Yeah, he Thank didn't God. get to see he didn't get to see that deal come to fruition. Oh man, he, sucks. He's not gonna see there. Um real quick, I do want to talk about that and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll go because we're running long. But like the Netflix thing, one, they're pushing all the they're they're not gonna win Best Picture again, which has to stick in the craw of the guy that is Ted Sarandos, whoever is leading that right and apple tv plus like took it seriously for one year and got it. yeah <laughs> and netflix just fucking can't do it they're like what like it's hard like what do you, what do you right mean? well there was a story that came out and i sent it to y'all about how i believe the director of like original content or something i, I i'm gonna butcher this but was saying to the heads of netflix hey what if we had the novel idea of putting these fucking movies out in theaters for people to watch them, <laughs> which we said on this podcast a year ago. Yep. Probably longer than that. We've been doing this for nearly four years. And the head of Netflix was like, no, I don't want to do that. And now they're still hemorrhaging money. Get real. Is Not all that I'm much. Say. They just gave the, the WWE a bajillion dollars. 
Don't raise my rates. No disrespect to WWE, but I'm not watching live. I don't got to have Netflix to watch live sports. So please don't charge me for that. Thank you. And that's my thing about Netflix doing that. You're not going to make that money back on WWE. Like that's not, that's not happening. The math just doesn't, the math is not there. Like you're not going to make money on that. What do we do? Like just, you have knives out for 70 movies or whatever the fuck that deal was. Put them in theaters. (laughs) Or a legit theatrical run and then put them on Netflix. Like, it's so simple. Everyone else does it. Why don't you just fucking do it? Knives Out made something like $16 million in a week on, in like, on like the West Coast, basically. Give that shit to out here. theaters. God, yeah. but, Let's go like, see it and then put it on Netflix so we can watch it again. Everybody wins. Li- literally, all you have to do put it out in theaters for a month. We'll all be like, okay, this actually rules. People should go see it. And then a lot of people will go see it. It will make money. And then you can put it on Netflix still, and more people will watch it. You lose like money. Like the movies that Sony is producing, anyone but you, $100 million, uh, that movie with Jennifer Lawrence made made money. I believe- No hard feelings. <laughs> no hard feelings made money. And then it got the boost- of Netflix where people were then tweeting about it again because it's on the front page of Netflix. I believe the Gran Turismo movie made like $200 million. Can I give some props like, to Jordan the paradise Peele. made money. Like you can just put some shit out. Like just let it sit there for a little while. You can ride that to an Oscar nomination. We just talked about elemental, like just put it in theaters, like refuse to let it die and then put it on Netflix. It's fine. Gran Turismo, not good. Made $121 million at the box office. That's insane, man. And then it got the Netflix bump. Anyway, that that was my rant. I just wanted to say, like, how is it we can run this business? (laughs) Insane. Let us do it. Jordan Poole, uh, Dev Patel, is uh, his directorial debut. It's called The Monkey King. Monkey Man. And uh, the trailer looks fucking awesome. But it's going coming to theaters because it was supposed to be slated to be on one of these streamers. I don't even remember which one. But Jordan Jordan Poole got involved and he said, Netflix. "No, this needs this needs." Yeah, it was Netflix. Jordan Poole got involved and said, "No, this needs to be a fucking yeah. movie you put in theaters." Now it's in theaters. Thank you, Jordan Poole. You're smarter than Netflix yeah. and you're listening to us. And this trailer looks fucking awesome. And the three of us will guaranteed be in somebody's movie theater to watch this movie. So thank you for giving us this movie in the theaters, like it was intended to be watched. It was something like that came out that Netflix bought the distribution rights for it for like $30 million, which is just kind of a drop in the bucket for them for what they've like, they gave fucking uh, Scorsese a hundred million dollars to make the Irishman. That's a piece of the Irishman budget. But, but it was like screen footage of it was screened like three years ago. And Netflix has kind of just been sitting on it a little bit. And Jordan Peele was like, no, we'll get this in theaters. Now, I'm not sure how many movies that like people can do that for, or if anybody has the power like Jordan Peele to do that. He sort of seems to be one of the top five people in Hollywood that could probably make that happen. But it it is interesting that they're just like, no, we're just going to sit on this for a little bit. And yeah, I don't know. I, Jordan Peele knows a moneymaker when he sees it. Facts. And like you literally could have bought Tom Cruise. Like we just saw a studio buy Tom Cruise just to be (laughs) like, "Hey, just saw that. Come sit here and just make money for us." And he was like, "Yeah, I got you." Because they let him put his shit in theaters. Like, what are we doing? So easy. It's I I can't believe 
movie executives, I can't believe that they don't know how to do that. <laughs> We're sitting here solving the world's problems on a podcast. Anyway, you, Jordan Peele. literally just go that. to Margot Robbie like, hey, you produce a lot of money making movies. Want to do that for us? Yeah, done. Like, If you put it in theaters, because that's actually you where you make theaters. money. And in fact, and this is my last point. I'm no economist, but making some money is better than making literally no money. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Anyway, just a, just a thought. Uh, what all we got going on? Dex, you watching a bunch of sports, Apollo stuff? As always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go Chiefs, I guess. <sighs> it's good for business. I don't know. Fuck Brock Purdy. We're not rooting for him. <laughs> uh, Tej, what about your other, you know, less successful? Nobody will listen to that podcast. <laughs> Slander, you still going? We got a new episode coming out this week. Uh, we'll be uh, appearing less frequently because it's the off season, but these things sneak back up on you. We'll have we have plenty, plenty of of content and slander for you uh, through the off season. So stay tapped in with us. Got to get those reps in. Gotta stay got ready. to stay ready. Yeah. To. Just like just like ball players in the spring, you need that spring game to like yes. stay on your feet. All right, as always, you can follow us at One Take Podcast, One Take Podcast on Instagram, formerly known as Twitter X and uh, TikTok. I guess if you're so inclined, go back and watch some of our old stuff. Follow us on YouTube, One Take Podcast. You can follow the rest of Apollo at Apollo H O U on most platforms, and uh, yeah, you can follow us all there, and you'll have links, I'm sure, to all the other stuff that we're putting out. But you will, uh, we'll try and and get to more movies here. Uh, I hope soon. I don't know what's the next big thing coming out um, in theaters. We we haven't talked about the Beekeeper on here. Oh God! Honestly, hadn't even considered going to see that movie. Me neither. <laughs> the ne- there's one big thing coming out next week. Hold on. Sorry. Again, great radio for me. All of us strangers is coming. Uh oh, Madam Webb coming. I, I don't Valentine's even. Day. I don't even know if we want an Argyle, that movie that's been in like every trailer for the last like. It five has months. every movie star in Hollywood in it, so we should probably watch it. But I'm scared based on the trailer. I, 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 the trailer is not working for me. It's I will be working. there. I am Bryce Dallas Howard Hive. I I am showing up. In fact, the last movie that we reviewed that went in theaters before the pandemic had was a movie directed by that guy, the uh, the gentleman. So oh. bring it full circle. Wow. Well, I'm down to see Argyle. I was going to see it anyway, so we can see yeah. it. So Argyle, hopefully that is next. I know we've over-promised and under-delivered on what movies we're going to review, but we will be following the Oscars um, and all the other nominations. SAG nomina- SAG Awards happen soon. So we will bring you all of that coming to a one Take podcast feed near you. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh, the boy in the heron, nominated for Oscars. Oppenheimer nominated for Oscars. Dune 2 going to be nominated for Oscars. We just can't miss. That's the big one. We just might take a hiatus until March. (laughs) All right. We're out.